Welcome to Two Sides to the Story. I'm Lori Hirstetter, and with me is Ted Zaleski. We are at Exploration Commons recording our first episode without help. I say that because just over two weeks ago, we were here at this same location with a crew of people helping us to make our first live episode happen. We had an audience of friends and family. We had staff members for the Carroll County Public Library. And we had a crew from the Community Media Center of Carroll County helping us to make our first episode happen. Uh, Here we are, as I said, two weeks later, doing it on our own. Uh, We had help from a staff member at Exploration Commons. His name is Joe. Uh, We'd have no volume without him, and who knows whether this would be happening at all. Uh, But now it's just Ted and I in in the booth, in the studio, to talk to you about shelf awareness. This is a topic that we mentioned in our our live um, episode, and it's something that we think will be repeated in multiple episodes that uh, will happen in, in the future. So today's is to give you just a little taste of what areas we will cover in this broader topic of shelf awareness. So very first thing I think we want to do is to to thank some people uh, for being with us on this journey. Ted, do you want to say a few things uh, about that? Yes, we've had, like Lori said, help from Carroll County Public Library and from the Community Media Center. They've been very supportive. Uh, Particularly, I want to point out Lisa Picker at the Carroll County Public Library has been a very big part of helping to make this all happen. So as we get into this topic of shelf awareness, uh, just a reminder that we've got our website, uh, twosidestothestory.com where we are posting regular blog articles on uh, this topic and others. So you'll see that there are some common themes starting to develop and shelf awareness is really about what type of reader are you? So this is our first opportunity to talk with you about it in an episode instead of as a blog post. So just some things to give you a background about why this is a recurring topic for us. My day job is in human resources, and one of the things that that I do as part of my daily work is selecting employees for positions that we have open. And in having that be a focus of my career, I'm somewhat familiar with what they call career aptitude or assessments. And it's to get a gauge of a personality style and how they fit well with certain types of positions. Some of you may have heard of Myers-Briggs or even DISC, um, and there are many others that are types of assessments for career aptitude. So that is just kind of a launching point for me on uh, how this could tie into reading. So what type of reader are you? And there are some assessments out there on a variety of topics, and I don't know that reading is one in particular that there's a great amount of resources for. 
Uh, but there is definitely one that is about type of book. So that's something that uh, Ted introduced me to and something I'd like him to share with us as we start talking about this topic as it applies to reading. You're speaking of Nancy Pearl? I'm speaking of Nancy Pearl, the one and only. Nancy Pearl, the one-time uh, director of the Seattle Public Library, maybe the first, I mean, the most famous librarian in the world. Uh, she's done a lot of interesting things, but what Lori was referring to is she's built a system of trying to match readers to books that they're going to like. And she has identified four categories that th she thinks tie to what people are looking for. There's character, books that are driven by the people in, in the book. Think Ann Tyler, if you've read her character-driven books. There's landscape. Where is this taking place? And that can be because they're interesting places. You want to travel the world through your books. But the, the thing that's really dragging you in is where is this happening? And there's page turners, where the, the biggest thing for you is a compelling story that just pulls you along. And then the last of her four categories is language, word choice, sentence structure. If you're looking for language that grabs you, there are certain books that are going to fit you better. Nancy will try to find out, as a reader, what what are these categories? What's what's the most important to you? And then that will help her to steer you to books that are going to be what you're looking for. Now, I interviewed Nancy once on a book she wrote, co-wrote, and I brought up a book by writer Larry McMurtry called Lonesome Dove. And she was very excited. She said, I'm so glad you brought that up because this ties into my categories. You know, I always try and find out what are people being driven by, but sometimes people can't even tell me what is it that they want in a book. When that happens, and all they want is a suggestion for a good book, I often recommend Lonesome Dove because it has great settings. It has memorable characters. It is a page turner. You want to figure out, you want to find out what's happening next. You might not go to it for language. It's not the place where that's your focus. But you have three out of the four categories. You don't even have to have two out of the four categories for it to be a book she might want to recommend to you. So that, that led her to Lonesome Dove as kind of her go-to when she doesn't know what else to do. So I think you can expect that in episodes that we cover this topic of type of reader, we will happily refer to Nancy's approach to things as a way to help you even identify your reading style and categorizing these books using her method. You know, we're talking about this one's a page turner if you, if you enjoy that. Um, and then we're gonna take it a step further into categories of, uh, I guess, our own that we are, are developing. Um, you know, just to identify what it is that you're reading and why and maybe expand the genres that you think of as types that you are interested in. And on that, Lori has some ambitious ideas <laughs> for a system of matching up books and readers, but we're not gonna tell you any more about that right now because we don't want anybody to steal the idea. 
<laughs> I have daydreams, and they involve uh, finding the perfect book match for everyone out there. And we'll develop our system at some point and then find a way to share it with the world. <laughs> so before that, we have smaller goals, which is really just to talk to you about why you read, who you read, when you read, where you read, and the list goes on. And as you ask yourself those questions, you may find that there are opportunities to take your reading to another level. One way that that has happened for me is that I tend to be a reading for purpose type of person. Before Ted and I started working on this together, the majority of my reading was with a need to know and nonfiction would be a, a big focus. Um, if you joined our live episode or have watched that, or if you were even in the audience, you learned about my reading as a young person and as a mother, and it was absolutely fiction because of the point in time I was in my life. Uh, it was children's books, and they're still very dear to my heart. But in recent years, as my kids don't need me to read to them anymore, I am reading much more nonfiction. And as Ted and I have talked and worked together, my enjoyment of reading for pleasure has definitely grown. So just be open to possibilities. That's what I have done. And it's definitely inspired my reading to go in new directions. And on that idea of reading for purpose and reading for pleasure, a conversation Lori and I have had more than once and an idea that will come up some number of times in future episodes, I'm sure, is that you can find purpose in fiction as well and not as nonfiction. You can learn from fiction as well as nonfiction. And I will even argue in some ways, fiction allows you to see the world more clearly than sometimes you would in, in nonfiction. An idea will come back to again another day. So another concept in this that I think is an important theme to keep in mind is that there is no right or wrong way to approach, approach reading um, or even to approach your reading style. Uh, Ted and I are quite different in the way that we approach books. And yes, although he has influenced my reading style, it doesn't mean his is right and mine is wrong. It's just being open to possibilities to enjoy reading more and in different ways. So be open um, and it may influence the way that you appreciate books and that you approach your reading. Mine is right, but I try not to make a point of it. It gets in the way. <laughs> yes, of course you are. Always right, Ted. <laughs> so another concept that I think we will be talking about repeatedly is the idea of building your ideal bookshelf. And I say your with emphasis because maybe, just maybe, Ted isn't right. <laughs> and that my ideal bookshelf looks different than his and that's okay. But what fun to come up with what your ideal bookshelf looks like. And um, just like shelf awareness not being ours, my ideal bookshelf is not ours either. We're borrowing that from a book. Ted, do you want to talk about what that book was? Yes, uh, it's actually called My Ideal Bookshelf. It's by uh, Thessaly LaForce. And the artist, who's a very important part of this book, is uh, Jane Mount. 
Uh, each book that gets talked about actually has a, a pa painting by Jane Mountain, the bookshelf. It all looks very, very good. But the idea here was uh, they talked to a number of people about what, what, what would be on your ideal bookshelf. I am back on my, my being right. Uh, I really don't believe that. In fact, what I believe is there is a different ideal bookshelf for every person. And that's not even gonna be the same bookshelf through your entire life. Your ideal bookshelf is gonna evolve as, as you change and as you read things and your interests change. So back to um, my ideal bookshelf. Uh, forget how many people, it was a, a good number of people went through each one of them talking about what would be on your ideal bookshelf. Why would you pick the books that you pick? What are the books that, that you would pick? I would struggle, we've talked about this, I would struggle to say what my ideal bookshelf is unless it was a very big bookshelf. <laughs> you know, if I have two feet, I'm gonna struggle. If I've got a whole wall, then, then we've got something to work with. So another future topic along these lines is about why you're reading and maybe more importantly, why you're not. So I'm gonna call it Reading Roadblocks and there are many and being aware of that and being willing to change that is something that we hope happens in this show. And uh, we've got a blog post out there right now that I wrote recently and it's called Reading on a Budget because one of the blocks for people with reading might honestly be financial. So if that's the issue, if it's I can't afford or don't want to spend the money on, on that book, that's a, a, an area that we can talk about. There are ways that you can um, amp up your reading without having to invest significant funds to make it happen. And I'll give you an example. A friend of mine is uh, getting ready to participate in a, a book club type of event. Um, it's right around the corner. I mean, literally, I think it's two days from now. And the books for uh, this book club are being coordinated through the local library branch. Um, it's actually being held at, at a local pub, and they are sort of hosting and coordinating in conjunction with the library branch to make these books available for anyone who's interested in participating in the book club event. So no cost, fun atmosphere, and an opportunity to discuss books with folks. So just one easy idea of where if you have a reading roadblock, there is a way to work around it. And I'm sure we could spend more time on this topic, blog post for sure, maybe even an episode someday, uh, reading on a budget. How do, how do you, what are the ways to find books without spending a lot of money? But another example, I just recently went to the Harrisburg Book Festival. They had this big tent, what they say, 20,000 books in it. I didn't count them, so I, don't, I can't say for sure. But there were a lot of books there. And they were priced at $1 for what they called mass market books, $2 for paperbacks, and $3 for hardbacks. There was a lot of stuff there. You could walk in with $10 and walk out with weeks worth of reading. So we've covered a fair amount just in this short episode to give you some highlights of what to expect in, in future ones along these lines and with these topics. Things such as reading for pleasure versus purpose, identifying your reading style, 
looking at your reading roadblocks and ways to find uh, a path out of that to expand your reading and enjoy it more. And I've, something I'd like to say to those of you who maybe aren't readers or big readers and looking to get started um, is that why is it that you're not reading? Could be that you're just not reading the right books. And if there's one thing we hope comes out of this show is that we talk about a book that appeals to you, that you decide you have to go out and get your hands on and give it a shot. And at the beginning of the show, I talked about a guy named Joe who works here at Exploration Commons and helped us to get the sound working for this show today. And he had a conversation with us last time we were here about that he's not reading. And the fact is he thinks he's not reading because college has killed his joy of books because it's required reading, not reading for pleasure. So we encourage you, if you're not reading, to be open-minded to the idea of reading more. Um, promoting literacy is a very important part of this show for us. And uh, give it a try. Stick with us. Uh, listen to some of the recommendations that we have. Join us as we search for books. And maybe we can help you get reading and to build your ideal bookshelf. Upcoming episode? Absolutely. It ties into this uh, topic of type of reader. Why don't you tell us why? Okay, uh, the next episode we're planning is with Heather Owings. She's the branch manager at Finksburg in the Carroll County Public Library system. And she was one of the first people to send us an email with comments on, on the podcast. And one of the things that she talked about was how people treat their books, dog earring, writing, highlighting, etc., etc. And we're going to talk with Heather about her work, library world, what that's like, her thoughts on how to treat a book, and then we have some thoughts. And I'll just say how I handle books has changed a lot over the years. And Heather is also uh, has a special place for us in, in the, the podcast. She was at our live kickoff episode. So she, she was, was one of our first attendees. Yes. And she was one of the first people to write to us. And also, Lori and I were part of a team that did a thing called Battle of the Books After Hours, where there were five of us who were answering questions about books, a competition that we won. And we all had shirts on that uh, had a picture of me that fortunately you don't have to look at since this is only audio. And it said Team Ted. But um, these shirts got a wider audience than just our team. Uh, there were people who went and got the same shirt. Heather was one of them. And for our kickoff episode, she actually showed up with her Team Ted shirt on. Another um, thing about Heather is that we've recently tried to uh, introduce ourselves to the world of social media for our show. And I, I had never been on Instagram before, really didn't know a whole lot about it. And um, Heather is following us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it feels like if we have a fan, <laughs> she's the first one. And it's going to be a real pleasure to have her be our first guest on an episode. So very much looking forward to that talk and getting to know Heather, not only as a person, as a reader, 
um, as a librarian, and uh, it's going to be a great fun to have her included on our show. So be like Heather. Follow us on Instagram. Yes, very good. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today, and we hope you will join us for the next episode with Heather and others that are to come. And uh, take a look at the website, uh, look at some of the blog posts that we have for you already. And by all means, we want to hear from you. We'd like to build this online community. So if you have ideas, suggestions, books that you love, we'd want to hear about it. Thank you and enjoy your reading. <laughs>